0: Well, that was quite a press conference, middle of the day, so many of you uh, may not have seen it. Definitely quite an event. I had a chance to watch the entire thing. I took notes and definitely receiving a lot of requests to break it down and and share the the high points, share the massive impact this should have. Uh, It's what we've been waiting for. It is uh, overwhelming. I'm still a little bit stunned. It's only been about an hour since I watched the entire thing. It went at least an hour and a half plus. Uh, it started with Rudy Giuliani, then followed by Sidney Powell. And then uh, the, the attorney who closed it, who did a fantastic job just shutting down the press, who was chomping at the bit to hijack this press conference, hijack uh, the question and answer session, Jenna Ellis. Jenna Ellis who spoke third. She closed it out and she was impeccable. We'll start at the top, we'll go through what Rudy did. And, and this was the opening statement, as they said. The The team was very clear with the press. They said, this is not going to be a trial. We're not gonna present all of the evidence because that would take days. And they had actual affidavits stacked around the podium. Uh, it was clearly in, in the hundreds, if not thousands of pages on each side in each of their hands just to show the impact of what they are bringing to the legal system. And they shared samples. They shared actual names of people who uh, were brave enough to go on the record and share incredible stories. I mean, these are unbelievable, uh, sworn testimonies of fraud, of corruption and proving that this election was stolen. I could maybe have imagined the weight of this. We've talked about it for days now, for a couple weeks, and I could not have dreamt that this would be as bad as it is and as it was. This was corruption at the highest levels. They have statements covering all of the accusations. They have evidence. They have um, actual data uh, pointing to the algorithms and fraud used with the Dominion and Smartmatic software. It was big, so let's jump right into it. Rudy focused on essentially the stuffing of the ballots, if you will, and the fraud of mail-in ballots and and essentially how Joe Biden stole the election in the middle of the night and actually throughout the entire process with fraudulent mail-in ballots and a process that was geared to accepting anything that had a mark for Joe Biden. Right now, the margin in Pennsylvania sits at 69,140 votes. 682,770. 682,770,000, right? No inspection of them. That's almost 700,000 ballots were not inspected when they came in by a Republican poll watcher. And this is critical because the envelope and the application, right? The legal document on the outside of the actual ballot is thrown away upon initial counting. In Pennsylvania, in Philadelphia mainly, these Republican poll watchers were blocked from the process. They were sent 30 feet away, as we've discussed before. They were unable to verify that. the problem is of those 682,000 plus ballots is those envelopes are gone. There's no audit that can go through and fix what's been done. Therefore, those ballots are illegal. And this was, as Rudy said so eloquently, part of the plan. This was no accident. This was organized locally. Probably, as he stated, with uh, guidance from the top and with these envelopes gone, you have now almost 700,000 illegal votes. I mean, the law is clear. The process is clear. Without bipartisan observers, an observer from each party, you can't count those ballots. And therefore, we will never know which ones were legal and which ones weren't. It renders all of them null and void. And as we've talked about the Equal Protection Clause, this was a classic violation of the Equal Protection Clause under the 14th Amendment. You cannot give this kind of privilege to this many votes without extending the same kind of privilege to the rest of the voters in Pennsylvania. It's not fair. If you're allowing more lenient acceptance of votes in Philadelphia and in Pittsburgh, which is what they accuse those two specific, specific precincts, but you're more strict with ballots in other precincts, you have violated the Equal Protection Clause, and that is established with precedent from Florida in Bush v. Gore. Now, the sad part is they also had a um, different process of correcting, or should I say, allowing voters to correct votes in blue versus red counties. So, for instance, if you were notified uh, of your ballot not being counted, uh, we're talking mail-in ballots here, you were, should be given a chance to correct it or cure it. Maybe it's a signature missing. Maybe you didn't fill out the form completely. You're supposed to be given an opportunity to fix that ballot there was preferential treatment, significant preferential treatment extended to voters in blue counties as opposed to red, mainly in Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. It gets worse. Approximately 15,000 people who showed up to vote in Pennsylvania were told they already voted, and they're standing there and they said, but I didn't vote. Oh, but by the record, you did. To make this short, they have sworn testimony from a number of people that said they were instructed, these are poll workers, people who counted votes, were instructed by supervisors to take ballots that were not signed, that were not legal, that were not verifiable, and assign them to registered voters who hadn't voted yet. Just basically assign them to a voter and count them. This happened 15,000 times as far as what the Giuliani team can prove. Think about it. There's probably more, but this was part of the overall conspiracy and system that was established by these supervisors and their leaders. They were instructed to do this, and it didn't just happen in Pennsylvania. It also happened in Michigan, and we'll talk about that now. So you have this massive fraud, and Rudy moved right through the Pennsylvania case. I mean, he talked about, I mean, he really added a lot of uh, a lot of detail to how corrupt this is, what it looks like. He talks about um, how the um, people were signing as witnesses on these um, ballots, how it's just, it went on and on uh, per what these witnesses sworn to. I mean, these are not Rudy's words. This is not conjecture. This is straight from written and sworn testimony under the penalty of perjury. He consistently reminded the media that this is evidence, right? This is not just circumstantial. This is real evidence. And it is, It is like taking a witness into court, and a witness describing what they saw. But now he's got hundreds of witnesses to talk about who have sworn to what they've seen and what they they experienced on November 3rd and after. And it's just fraud at the highest levels. And of course, um, there's more to it. These were just examples of what he found in Pennsylvania. Now to Michigan. And this is a really, I'd I'd say, historic um, story uh, from a woman named Jess Jacob. She authorized Mr. Giuliani to use her name Jess Jacob works in the precinct, uh, the poll precinct in the city of Detroit. She was assigned those duties in September and trained by the team in Detroit by her supervisor. And during that training, she was instructed to cheat. She was instructed to adjust mail-in dates. She was instructed to watch and coach voters on election day. They were essentially told to fix any votes they could to not do any kind of verification. And again, these are mail-in votes. She was taught and trained and instructed to cheat, to break the law, to backdate anything that came in November 4th or later to November 3rd. This is similar to what that postal worker was instructed to do by his supervisor in Michigan and also in Pennsylvania. So this Michigan theme is consistent. She was told to not look for any deficiencies. And on election day where you are supposed to ask for ID to verify the person who is voting is that registered voter. She was instructed not to ask for ID. I voted in person in my state and I was asked to publish and to provide identification to show that I am who I am. She was told not to do that with any voter. She has sworn to this. She has given a detailed statement. Again, these are just the broad strokes and she was brave enough to allow Mr. Giuliani to use her name. This really adds personality to it. It really humanizes it for people, not the media. You won't be surprised when I talk about their response. It's predictable. Don't look for them for any kind of um, justification. Don't look for them to change their course or to all of a sudden start doing their job. They're not. But it's amazing what this this um, brave woman testified to and will testify to in person. Uh, she was also, these were not just mail-in ballots. These were absolutely um, uh, absentee ballots too. Backdating, fixing signatures, filling things in that weren't filled in. Then she and others testified to that uh, amazing truck stop at 4:30 a.m you remember in michigan there was a large amount of votes that went 100 percent for joe biden one of the most suspicious things that occurred which was actually on november 4th well jess her name again jess jacob was present for that and she said everybody in the building had been instructed to stop counting at that point but they thought the truck was bringing food she again she's not the only one who's testified to this who's written a sworn statement she said that truck didn't have any food. It had thousands of ballots in trash cans, boxes, bins. And there were um, just only a couple Republican observers around. And we've got testimony from them, too. So when these ballots were brought in, guess what? They, they are, they're they ranging, they're, they're estimating it was in the 60,000 to 100,000. She said many of them were triple counted, not just double counted, but triple counted. They think there's upwards of 300,000 fraudulent votes uh, occurring in this instance, combined with some of these others. And she said these Republican observers, there was only two of them, were trying to keep up. And they have both sworn to seeing the same thing, that these had almost a mechanical-like precision, how they were marked. And most of them, if not all of them, were marked only for Joe Biden. So this is, again, consistent with what we've heard in other states. We have this dump of ballots in the middle of the morning, middle of the night without anyone to watch and barely any observers from the Republican side to even document what they're seeing. You're talking two people in a room with probably 60 or 70, maybe more people handling thousands of ballots that came in in the middle of nowhere, 430 in the morning. Pretty hard to account for what's going on. But those two Republican observers are on record to what they saw too. So this isn't just Jess Jacob. She's the one who allowed them to use her name. Rudy claimed that he had a number of other people that authorized him to use their name. He just chose not to, Um, but it's pretty incredible. This lawsuit is critical. Um, Michigan is another week away from needing to certify, I believe, I think their date is November 30th. Now it's not an absolute drop dead date, but it would be excellent if this evidence saw court, saw courtroom and was used in a case to put an injunction on certification. That's really what we need to see in all of these states. The great thing about the Michigan case is it's not the Republican Party, it's not the Trump campaign bringing this lawsuit, exposing all of this fraud with all of these sworn affidavits. It's a man named Constantino, and it's his case, Constantino versus the city of Detroit. Now, the Trump team is providing assistance, so the big dogs are helping. But this is a lawsuit from a citizen, from someone representing the thousands who are disenfranchised and who were frauded out of a fair election in the state of Michigan. Now on on to Wisconsin, and and Michigan and Pennsylvania established really what happened everywhere else. In Wisconsin, you saw the same thing, right? And now the good thing about Wisconsin, even though they tried a lot of these tactics, they don't allow the universal mail-in vote like these other states, like the Nevadas and Pennsylvanias and Michigans, where you can do absentee or just a universal mail-in. They essentially only have an absentee process and you have to request a ballot, so it's not as easy to get away with the ballot stuffing as it would be um, in theory in a, in a state like Michigan. But in Wisconsin, it's illegal to solicit votes. It's illegal to harvest and go out and ask people to fill out a vote and help them and push them and pressure them, which goes on all over the country. But it's critical because under the law, if you don't apply for an absentee ballot, if you can't prove that absentee, absentee ballots were applied for, it's thrown out, it's illegal. And it's amazing because this um, these absentee ballots um, were um, in egregiously high numbers in two particular areas, right? And it's amazing because it's the two high Democrat areas, one of them being Milwaukee. And I can't remember which the other was, but it's not as big, but it's amazing where you had these big dumps, large numbers of illegally unapplied for absentee ballots. It They went 75%, um, 80% for Democrats in these areas. So these are the areas where you have um, all of these discrepancies by the thousands. They have Again, a great deal of testimony, different people in the dozens, I believe he said, who are on record saying that these votes were counted multiple times in these precincts. The ones that were verified, counted multiple times for Biden, of course. It's, um, it's really now at the point where it's a petition, not just a lawsuit, because Wisconsin has a pretty strict process. Um, at least or at least it's actually a good process to request a recount that has already started and has been authorized as of last night. And it's amazing because when they looked at these counties where these absentee ballots were frivolously, um, you know, in high numbers, they have um, areas that have 200 percent voting numbers as compared to the registrations. They actually have um, some where the voting numbers in a precinct are 200 times the population. So not just the registered registered voters but 200 times, if you're even including you know children, that the, the population number is not even close to the number of people who actually voted. So they really, they really got nailed here. They really stuffed these absentee ballots big time. And there's testimony backing it up. Moving on to Georgia, he really summarized Georgia quickly and just said, hey, it's the same, no Republican poll watchers, numerous double and out of state voters, tons of in- intimidation and vote changing tactics. And he was at the point where, he was, I think, had, talk, had talked for about 45 minutes and was getting into detail to a point where he, I think he realized, um, that, um, you know, it, it's, his point is made to the public. He's has so much evidence. Like I said, it would take him days to share. And he was very clear. And so was Sidney Powell afterwards. They are not sharing everything with the media because they want to protect the identities of these brave citizens in all of these states who have come forward and gone on the record, uh, describing and testifying to what they experienced and what they saw. But he closed by saying, Michigan and Wisconsin overvoted in multiple precincts to the tune of 150 to 200%. And this is why, uh, when you think about back to Michigan, this is why we, we, and I should have mentioned at the top of the hour, those two brave individuals, I know last night I was pretty hard on them and they needed to be admonished. Uh, they came back around. Apparently one of them even talked to President Trump those two Republicans in Wayne County have decided that they were, well, they were very clear that they do not want to certify the vote, which includes Detroit. It's the largest county and that they only agreed under extreme duress. And that provides legal protection. So you're going to see Michigan's lawsuit change. And that's the one I mentioned, the one in Detroit. It's not about trying to block certification based on Wayne County. They got what they wanted. The Republicans Giuliani got what he wanted. When these two Wayne County Republicans came back, in the fold and said, you know what? 71% of these ballots had irregularities. We gotta do the right thing. We do not support our decision to certify. We only did it because we're under duress and they were under extreme duress and it was done publicly, there's no hiding it. So you have the overvoting, you have the ballot stuffing. I've summarized it as best I can. YouTube will show, it was I think a solid hour and a half total press conference, Um, but it's pretty amazing what Rudy went through And he closed by saying, you know, I told you about Georgia, and that's the one that has to go down by tomorrow. Georgia certifies tomorrow. And apparently the um, absolute vanilla Republican, Brian Kemp, who owes his career to President Trump, apparently behind the scenes, he's pushing to certify this vote as fast as possible. He's literally trying to get the football to the line of scrimmage and trying to spike it to get to end the chance for the replay officials to come out and look at this pathetic election and the interference and the fraud that the Democrats committed. Rudy mentioned Nevada. He mentioned it very uh, distinctly and said um, he's got plenty of evidence there, more than he needs in Nevada. He also mentioned good old Virginia and even New Mexico. And he summarized by saying we have plenty of opportunities there. He really emphasized New Mexico, which surprised me. Virginia, not quite. We have seen some things um, come out of Virginia. The main piece there is 300,000 Biden votes appeared in the middle of the night in Virginia and that Joe Biden was losing when we all went to bed on November 3rd. it was 75% of the Virginia votes had been counted. Trump was leading 52% to 45. And while we were sleeping, while these vote dumps came in, Virginia was also one of them. Now let's move on to good old Sydney Powell. Sydney we've talked about for at least a couple of the shows. She was um, easily my greatest hope and she came through today. She went through the Dominion Smartmatic um, details uh, to the perfect degree. You can tell as she read the allegations and summarize the testimony she had on how deep and dark this dominion and smartmatic uh, conspiracy and corruption goes, you can tell Sidney Powell was livid. She was shaking with anger. She was looking at the camera, looking at the press and admonishing the entire world of corruption that has been behind this because this wasn't the first time. She laid it out. She reminded everybody of how these algorithms worked, how they were used and installed to shave numbers. And the greatest point she made was that it wasn't enough. The only reason this was caught, and this was a beautiful thing, was that Trump wiped Biden out so much with legal votes that their algorithms in the Dominion systems were not enough to make up the difference. The key and the reason she said this was so important is this is why they had to bring in the late night ballot dumps. And a critical part of her um, her speech today, her words to the press and to the world, was her referencing that witness who was part of the Dominion organization when they implemented this system for Venezuela and specifically for Hugo Chavez. I didn't know this, but she said it today. This witness was a um, was directly involved with the implementation and worked with Chavez, met with Chavez to demonstrate the effect of the Dominion system and what it can what it can do with an election and how you can literally change the election real time with this system. And with the software, this witness knew the night of our election on November 3rd, he knew when these, these, um, polling sites in Detroit, Milwaukee, Atlanta, Philadelphia, when they stopped counting, he knew precisely why he knew that the algorithm wasn't enough. He knew that they had to get votes some way, somehow, and he knew the fix was on and it was on big time. Without that, without Trump's margin being so large and so massive, I think they get away with it on the algorithm alone because they've done it before. I think they're going to find that this happened in 2016. They didn't have the backup plan. People were not locally ready to make up the difference when Trump slaughtered Hillary. And yeah, he had a big win anyway because the Dominion system is only gonna be a two to three point, two to 3% shave uh, one way or another. Well, that doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're doing that, when you're taking away a vote and adding it, it's like two votes each time, right? You're taking from Trump, you're adding to Biden. Now, she also detailed how easy it is to delete votes in this system. She said you literally can drag and drop uh, voting blocks to a trash can like you can to your trash bin on your computer. She used that exact analogy. And you can tell she's stunned when she talks about it. I was stunned when I heard it. Because this is literally just like an open computer system. Once you logged in, you can change anything you want. And we can't be that surprised. Went out of Georgia over the last few days, a number of votes have been found because they weren't uploaded onto these computers via a memory card. So it's it's like any computer, like, oops, we forgot to upload those votes. You got to be kidding me. So it's a completely open and potentially fraudulent system. She went into further detail and she has proof, I was hoping she would, that these systems were handled with servers real time in foreign countries. Our votes were being tabulated and calculated. Uh, in foreign countries and wh- where people had access outside of our borders, our U.S. election, even more amazing, she confirmed. I've mentioned this before, and I was careful to because even though it was it was, you know, documented by Louis Gohmert, who's a sitting member of the House of Representatives, they actually do know the servers were stolen from that Skitel company in Germany. Now, Sidney <laughs> said, I don't know if it was the good guys or bad guys who took them, but she said without a doubt they were taken. Now, when she says good guys or bad guys, she's talking about Americans, but she could be referencing bad guys and people believe that she's talking about the wrong people with the CIA, the wrong people within the government, the swamp, the never Trumpers, and frankly, the deep state. Who knows who ordered that operation, who greenlit it? Hopefully uh, somebody on Trump's side, somebody on the side of the American voter has a hold of those servers because that evidence can be used not only in these cases, but more in a criminal trial, which needs to come. And that was one of the final admonishments from the entire legal team, from Giuliani, from Sidney Powell, was that where is the FBI? Now, I know the FBI is doing investigations on local fraud. The local offices are out there. You read stories here and there. One was from Cincinnati today about somebody voting a bunch of times or you know, working with people to do that. But really, this needs to be a nationally coordinated Attorney General bar level criminal investigation now after this press conference in parallel to the civil action that's being taken to shut down the certification of these votes in all of these states and take this to the Supreme Court. That's the goal. Because I believe after today, without a doubt, there is more than enough evidence for the Supreme Court to send this election to the state legislatures. And those legislators are heavily favored Republican. They'll pick a delegate from each. 31 will go Republican, 19 will go Democrat, that puts Donald Trump in the White House. Those, those are how the electoral votes will be allocated if the Supreme Court finds that this election was what it was. It was a total sham, it was fraudulent, right out of something you'd expect from a banana republic when you get into not only the ballot stuffing, the secret um, dumps of votes, and now the Dominion software and Smartmatic um, implementation that's been used before, that's been used all over the world, and was clearly used here. I mean, the evidence, I mean, you watch it. I hope you can watch the press conference. Focus on Sidney Powell. She is not a woman who is playing games. She hasn't been in any of her interviews. And now we saw today, we saw a little bit why she has been so adamant and serious about Donald Trump winning this election. Finally, Jenna Ellis, who was fantastic. I was wondering who was gonna be the last speaker because she'd been standing there and Jenna looked like she was enjoying herself and she has a right to because she's been putting up with this on her own herself quick break there, had to come back. Um, But to close out, going back to Jenna Ellis, she was incredible. Her whole point with closing out the press conference was to focus on the press. It was great. She really turned the cameras on them. She explained to them, and I'm saying explain in a light manner, trials take time. Uh, She clearly designed her part of the press conference to get out in front of the nonsense and the BS we're seeing now. Everybody knew, and I love this from the Giuliani team, they knew what the press would do with this. They knew the evidence wouldn't matter. The evidence that they've been asking for wouldn't matter. And she literally referred to them as biased jerks. It was fantastic. She said that if this were a trial and it isn't, this is our opening statement, but if it were 99 of you, 99% of you biased jerks wouldn't be selected to any jury I was a part of selecting. It was really something. And she said, this isn't just election fraud. She said, this is election official fraud. And that's a beautiful thing because it really draws it down. It drives it at individual people, the top people in the in the corrupt scheme here in all of these states, because I know what they want to do. They not only want to gain legal advantage and to get these court cases to stop this election in its tracks and see if they can fix it, which I don't think they can, and get this to the Supreme Court, but they also want criminal charges coming. They're putting pressure, not just on the press, not just on the legal system, not just on, frankly, the world, to showing everybody that, hey... We, we're embarrassed, but the United States cannot run a free and fair election and probably hasn't in a long time. But this was also a press conference to put the spotlight on AG General Barr, on the director of the FBI, who I think it's still Christopher Wray, who shouldn't be, and on anyone else who has just sidestepped what they knew would be an ugly, painful investigation that is going to reveal things that doesn't win for anybody. I mean, yes, let's be real. We want Donald Trump to rightfully win this election. We have no doubt he did. We go back to what we saw, what we know about his opponent and the pathetic people that were trying to prop him up. We know Trump won. We knew they'd have to cheat. At least we had a feeling they would, but we had no concept of what we were up against and shame on us, we can't make that mistake again. But it's not just about fixing this election and fixing elections in the future, because that's just as important. It's about accountability and people need to go to jail. And people need to be tried publicly. They need to be punished publicly. Names have to be named. And that was a great thing about how Jenna Ellis closed out today's press conference is she made it very clear that we are we are sharing criminal charges. We are sharing witnesses to crimes. And that is important. People need to be scared because that fear, we've talked about it. When the FBI finally gets involved on the conspiracy level of this, that is going to send more witnesses to the forefront These supervisors are going to come. They're going to want to cut deals. They're they're not worried about now saving the election for Joe Biden. They're worried about where they're going to be for Christmas and a few more Christmases to come. That's going to be hanging over them. And she was great because she talked about how the founders anticipated this could happen. She talked about Federalist 68 and Hamilton. We can mention that on another call. But basically, she talked about the Electoral College and states ratifying their decision and why this process is in place, because it is set up and safeguarded for something like this. It's not just, hey, they cheated. They got away with it. Certify the election as is. No, no, no. The Constitution is very clear. And I'll close with this. It is on our side because we were right. They were wrong. And you're not going to see a whole lot of um, uh, vindication. You're not going to have friends or family, the people we've talked about, the extreme leftists. And there's more than you realize in your life and in mine. You're not going to see any contrition from them. You're not going to see this, hey, you know what? You were right, and it's more important that the American people have faith in their election system. They don't want that. They want power. They've become just as bad as the people they voted for, or almost. Maybe they're not quite there, but it's amazing if you dare go on social media. I did it after the press conference. I knew what I was getting into. I went over to Fox News, and without delay, the gal that has that show on during the day, she hosts, I think, Outnumbered. She had a, um, you know, kind of a never Trumper uh, McCarty, former D.A. on there, basically acting like he'd not seen anything compelling at all. This is what they're going to do. Republicans, Democrats, leftists alike. Many of them are against justice being done here. They're, they don't care what's right. They want Trump gone. They want a future without Trumpism, without you without Manga. They wanted to go back to the way it was. Even the Republicans were who were, were okay with losing all the time, they they didn't mind if it wasn't them who lost. If you could win in your red state and be a senator, but not be in the majority party, I think a lot of these guys are okay with that. They have been for years. They were for decades when the Congress was democratic from, 90, from 64 to 94. They were okay with it. And they didn't do much with it when they won it. Newt Gingrich tried, but a lot of these guys didn't really buck up they were still afraid of the press. We're not going to have that again if we hold on to the Republicans that Trump carried through and we hold on to the party that he created, because this is the party where the people in Wayne County felt felt strong enough to come back, realize they screwed up, realize they let fear get to them. And they said, you know what? The two of us stand united. We didn't want to certify. The reasons were just and we're not going to certify. That was a massive win. And it was followed by a fantastic press conference and really voice for the american people um, today from rudy giuliani Sidney powell and jenna ellis again you can go on youtube and, and find uh, pretty lengthy excerpts the the real meat from the press conference i recommend you do it it was pretty exciting rudy was fantastic um he did have some uh, uh it was really hot and i can empathize he's wearing a suit and his um hair dye was leaking down the side so of course the press has focused on that so if you're hearing about that that's why Um, I mean, I think in this case, Rudy Giuliani could be laying out evidence for multiple homicides and these pathetic beings would be absolutely, um, you know, happy with themselves talking about the hair anyway, just like they did with the fly with Mike Pence. They're just not mature. They're cornered. They're upset and they don't care about facts. They care about getting their way. We're dealing with children, right? You're up against children here. So don't try to convince them. Just defeat them. Ignore them. You're going to get baited today. You're going to get baited for days until this goes to a point where we get some legal wins. And I think we will by the end of the week. It is you know Maybe by tonight, for sure by Monday, some of these courts are going to see this evidence. Watch Michigan. Watch Georgia. Georgia's coming tonight. Something's got to happen to stop Kemp and the Republicans there and all of the people involved in certification from doing that because clearly there's too much evidence to do it. Linwood's going to get the job done. Don't worry. I have confidence in him, but I will be back probably tonight. If Georgia makes a decision and some other things happen, I will absolutely um, broadcast again and put together at least another 15 minutes, if not more. Thanks again for tuning in. There was a lot to cover. I appreciate you hanging with me and I will be back soon. And uh, keep the faith and let yourself be excited. Today was a good day. Uh, Rudy Giuliani did a fantastic job. The mayor, the man, he closed it out real well as far as the opening statement. And we're going to see more good things to come.